Hi, family. Welcome to the Peace in the Middle podcast, a place that provides clarity, insight, and growth to leaders worldwide through practical application in the Christian faith. My name is Wakia, and I'm your host. Today, we're going to talk about something I would like to call faith fatigue. So faith fatigue was actually not even my it was not even my my term. It was something that I heard recently from a pastor named Darius Daniels. Darius um, is the lead pastor of a church called Change Church out of New Jersey. I recently had the pleasure of seeing him um, do this sermon called "I Don't Feel Like It." It was a really um, motivating and inspiring sermon to me because he talked about something that a lot of Christians you know never really talk about they never talk about you know um, when you know you feel like your faith is given out so I'm gonna leave um, his sermon link in this podcast so you can actually go and hear his whole sermon because I'm sure I cannot do it justice <laughs> by no means but after listening to it and it, it expired and ignited something in me enough to want to bring it to you all and just talk to you all about it, you know, and just get, get some, you know, conversation flowing about that subject of faith fatigue. So, John 5, verses 5 through 9, talks about a gentleman, a disabled gentleman who is laying at the pool of Bethesda. Bethesda is a place that has like five pillars. It's like a pool. It's like um, five pillars and this porch. And disabled people, like blind people, lame people, whatever your um, issue is, you would go to this place. You go to the pool of Bethesda. And the word on the street is, and I'm using quotation marks, marks here, is the word on the street is, is that an angel will show up stir the waters of the pool and if you can get in the pool fast enough and be the first one to get there you will be healed so in John 5 it talks about this man who has been coming to this pool for 38 years for 38 years this man has been coming to this pool so he's disabled so that means he's been having to have his friends or family or whomever pick him up from home bring him to the pool drop him off come back that night scoop him back up and take him back home for 38 years 38 years people that's a long time <laughs> to be thinking about believing that something is going to happen for you you know so you're going to get this change you're going to get this breakthrough you're going to have this um, supernatural experience to make your life better that's a long time to believe that you know and so I can imagine this man you know having a little <laughs> faith fatigue like you know but what's inspiring to me about him is that he continued to show up every day this gentleman show up at that pool this gentleman showed up at that pool every day for 
what 12,775 days believing (laughs) that he was going to get healed that day So if I, when I think about that, I have to honestly be truthful and say that I don't know if I would have been able to hold on for 12,775 days of believing that today is my day. Like that is a, that is a huge, like that's a, that's for real people. Like I, I would love to hear, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would love to hear you know, anybody out here who would say, you know, yes, that I've held on, I believe that this was going to happen for 12,775 days. That is, that faith is, is just unbelievable to me. You know what I'm saying? And maybe it's just me. Maybe that's just a Wakia thing, right? Maybe, maybe I, obviously, I maybe I, I'm far from perfect, so I, I obviously have have to grow in that area, right? But it was very inspiring to me to think about this gentleman showing up every day and him having to convince. Cause you could, can you imagine? So imagine if you wasn't the you wasn't the disabled dude, but you was the, the friend that was picking him up every day and dropping him off every day. You know, you know, you know, I'm sorry, dropping him off and then picking him back up that night. You know what I'm saying? If you was that dude, if you was a friend. Like, every night, you stopping by my house, like, yeah, we gonna go, I need you to take me to the pool again tomorrow. Yeah, it ain't happening again for me today. I'm gonna need you to take me to the pool again tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I can imagine for the first, um, for the first maybe 6,000 days, you might have been able to come up with some, some, some excuses. I, listen, let's, let's not be realistic. Let's not tell crazy stories. Maybe for the first year, you might have had reasons why you ain't get it today. You know what I'm saying? You ain't get that, you ain't get that breakthrough today. This didn't happen today. And you, might, you, you still might be, you know, motivated. Whoop, whoop. You know, it's all right. But when you start hitting day 5,000, day 6,000, day 10,000, you know, that's a long time to still be believing that something like that's going to happen. And the reason I want to bring that up is because right now we're midway through January. Most people make resolutions or goals or have vision parties or vision, you know, visions for the future, you know, um, they're believing that this right here is going to be their best year. They're going to start living their best life this year. Whoop de whoop whoop de whoop. And then by mid-year, by May, <coughs> June, <laughs> it gets to the point where it's more like the same old, same old. And somewhere up in there, your your motivation, your will, power, all that stuff starts to fizzle out, and you're back to just being your same old self. And you're back to, you know, um, making more excuses why that thing didn't come to pass. You know, um, you've gotten so overwhelmed by life and everything and that you just haven't, you know, you've put your that goal that you wanted to achieve, that you believe you could achieve in January, you sort of put that, that goal aside in May because now you're just trying to live regular life. You're just, you know, life has gotten in the way and you're trying to live regular life. But there's something to be said about perseverance. You know, there's something to be said about that. So I wanted to bring this to you all today, and I want to talk about this today because I wanted to encourage you to, you know, 
to have not just strong faith, which is strong faith is that faith where you believe that you can move mountains. Like, Strong faith is that thing when you believe that you can open your own business. Strong faith is that thing that you believe that you can you can finally buy your house this year, or you can get that new job this year, or you can finally find your husband this year, or find your wife this year. Strong faith is strong faith is those things, right? Believe in those big, huge things. Strong faith is those things when you say, I'm, I believe this year I'm gonna be debt free. That's strong faith. What I wanna talk to you all about today though is long faith. Long faith is 12,775 days faith. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's long faith. James chapter 1 verse 3 says, The testing of your faith produces endurance. So that tells you right there that God is expecting for us to have long faith. Right? Because he's going to test us with that. It's going to be time. It's time-based. Right. And so we got to have that kind of long faith to realize that even if it doesn't look like what even if it doesn't look like it's going to happen, it's still going to happen. You know, because we have to believe that our God is a complete is a God of completion. Right. That if he starts that work, he's going to end that work. And when he's moving, he's moving. And even when he's not moving, he's still moving. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the God we serve. We serve this God that's different. We serve this God that's going to do something, you know, that's going to change the game. Um, you know, we serve this God that, that does things unconventionally all the time. Because even with the guy at the pool of Bethesda, when Jesus came up to him and asked him, do you want to be healed he proceeded to tell Jesus all these reasons why he hadn't been healed you know he was telling him about how you know yeah well, you know, I want to be healed but I can't get to the pool in time and and you know so I can't get to the waters being stirred up and, whoop -de -whoop, and so yeah that's why I'm still here but he did say yes I do want to be healed and then Jesus told him to pick up your mat and walk right so that made it tells me right there that Jesus didn't even need that pool of Bethesda like that Jesus didn't ever put him in the pool that wasn't even a thing you know what I'm saying so Jesus can do stuff our God can do things unconventionally you know he can do things that 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 really should you know you would normally think to the natural person could not be done but you have to you know you have to have perseverance imagine if that gentleman would not have showed up that day can you imagine that so let's think about this people You've been coming to this pool 12,775 days. On the on 12,775th day, you decide to take a sick day. You're like, you know what? I knocked on your door. Boop, boop. Hey, you want to go to the pool? You looked at me and said, nah, I ain't going today. I'm good. I'm like, all right, then cool. So I don't take you to the pool that day. <laughs> right? And then the next day, I knock on your door 12,776 day. I knock on your door and be like, hey, you want to go to the pool? You're like, yeah, I'm going. We, I scoop you up, take you onto the pool. You get there, you find out that JoJo, this joke only been coming to the pool by 5,000 days. He happened to be there yesterday because Jesus came, Jesus came yesterday. And you find out that JoJo done got healed by Jesus. And he didn't have to go to the pool. He didn't have to get in the water. You know, can you imagine <laughs> how ticked off you would have been <laughs> if you was not just you know keeping your faith and constantly persevering and constantly showing up and constantly believing that he's a God of completion that if he says he's going to do it he's going to do it 
and it really doesn't matter you know what we think what we what if we, we see with our natural eyes because that's not a thing you know what i'm saying but i say all that and i realize that time has a way of taking a fight out of you you know it, it, time has a way of taking a fight out of your faith right I, I totally get that i totally understand that you know and i and let's be realistic i told you earlier that i'm sure about we got to that five thousandth day you know at that point i'm already at faith fatigue people I'm like, look, what we doing, Lord? At this point, I'm, I'm chopping the main one, making excuses. Like, all right, Lord, maybe this ain't for me. Maybe, you know, everybody ain't going to be able to walk around all day. Er, you know, maybe I ain't the one to buy a house. Maybe I ain't the one to have children. Maybe I ain't the one to, you know, get married. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? I'm sort of already thinking these things of what I'm not, you know, because you try to then start to justify why it's not happening. Why it's not happening. You know, why it's not, you know, you know, and, it, and it's almost like a way where you start to um, almost put calluses around your heart because you're trying to protect yourself from the pain and the suffering of constantly having to deal with that disappointment every day, right? Listen, you don't went through, you know, this joker done showed up. Can you imagine showing up by the 10,000 day? You get, you get picked up that morning. At that point, they ain't even put, I can imagine, you ain't even getting put down gently no more. They just come and scooping you up, throwing you down, scooping you back up, and taking you back on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't even gentle. They just, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you've been doing it for so long. So not only do, not only, you know, um, your friends, they faith, they don't believe in it no more because you keep saying the same thing over and over that, you know, you're going to get healed. You're going you gonna to finally buy this house. You're going to finally do this. You're going to finally get that done. And all this time has come and gone, and you still haven't done anything. But God is a God of completion. And, if, and you know, that's what you have to realize. What is going to be your authority of record? What I've learned in this situation and what I've learned through this story, what I, what I really got from Darius Daniel's sermon um, was that our feelings can't drive our, our decisions. Like our feelings can't drive it. So when that dude, like I was using just a while ago when I was just saying how you know, if he decided that he was gonna go, he didn't want to go to the pool that day because he was feeling some kind of way, and then he could have missed Jesus that day. You know what I'm saying? But you can't let your feelings drive your decisions. But in many cases, because we've gotten so boggled down by just the disappointment, just the disappointment, uh, you know, just the discouragement, just so much discouragement and disappointment. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, you can't move forward. It's like you just can't. You know, you just can't. You, you can't move forward. You just, you can't even really believe it. And you know how sometimes, you know, they say that little thing, you know, they say stuff like, you got to fake it till you make it. You know what I'm saying? And that's all well and good. And you can do that when you're talking to people, but you can't fake it till you make it with your, just yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't fake it till you make it when you're just talking to yourself at night. You know what I'm saying? So then it get down to the point where you, you, you start to pray and you don't even pray for it no more. You just like, you know what, Lord? You know, I don't even need to get healed right now. All I need you to do is just let me, you know, you ain't even praying for that no more. You just stop talking to God about that altogether because you've just assumed that he, he's not going to do it, that that's not for you, that that's not, that that's, you know, this is just going to be your cross. This is going to be your cross to bear. So you can't even afford to even pray for that thing anymore. 
But then we have to remember that God is a God of completion. And the testing of your faith produces endurance. And that he will complete that work in you, right? That he will continue to, if he says he's going to do it, it's going to be done. It's going to be done. You know, and so I, I think that when I when I was listening to that sermon, when I was reading and I was reading this story, um, it just it made me just really think about it made me want to um, weigh in and say that I pray that we all have long faith. You know, that we have that kind of faith that no matter what happens, that even if we have to go that 12,000 780th day that on the 81st day we still get up and we still say God's going to do it for me again today that even though that right now we're just what um, 18 days into 2019 and right now we're still up on our tippy toes believing that it's going to happen you know we still we still fit for our fight we still ready 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 about it about it about it thinking that, you know, this is our year. I pray that when we hit June and when we hit May, or excuse me, when we hit June and when we hit July, that you still have the faith to believe that this is your year. That no matter what comes your way, no matter what you may see, no matter what people may say, no matter what that little voice in the, and you, that little voice that you say to yourself, your inner me may say, that you still know that your authority of truth is God. And the testing of your faith produces endurance. And he will complete a good work in you. Right? And that he has every plan to prosper, you know, for you to prosper. Like, that is his plans for you. But as long as you start to know that these are, these are your authorities of truth, <clears throat> excuse me, your authorities of truth, your, your, um, your, your truth, of, you know, your record of truth, you know, as long as you start understanding that, then all that other stuff that comes your way won't really matter because you will always have to go back and lean back on your authority of truth. Like, I believe that that man believed in his heart that if I can get in that water, when that angel stirred that water, that I'm going to be healed. And no matter what was happening, no matter what nobody else said, he was going to show up every day because he believed one day he would be the first one in that pool. Even that meant that he had to be laying on the rim of the pool every day, you know, to get there, to make sure that when the opportunity presented itself, that he was at the right place at the right time to get blessed. But in order to get that, to in order to be able to do that, that means you can't give up. You gotta show up every day. So what I encourage you all and what I challenge you all to do is to show up every day. Every day show up with a believing spirit and know that God is doing a great work in you and that he is a God of completion. And no matter what you may see and no matter what nobody may, and what, no matter what people may say, he is still working. I have this thing up on my wall that says, when I can't see his hands, I trust his heart. I encourage you all to be the same way, to trust his heart. And all you got to do is have long faith. You have to have strong faith, believe in big things, and long faith, knowing that no matter how long it takes, that he will complete a good work in you. Ladies, that's my time. 
So I'm gonna go ahead and cut you all loose. Again, thank you so much for, for spending this um, these couple of moments with me. I am always so extremely humbled when you take time out to listen to me. Because I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody. Y'all remember that song way back? Y'all remember that song way back in the day? <laughs> um, but again, thank you all so much for your time. Please feel free to reach out to me on waterwalkers.net. And if you're in the Maryland area, I will be hosting a Courage to Change workshop in Crownsville, Maryland on February the 9th. You can register for the event on waterwalkers.net. So please take time out, stop by, see me, or just leave comments on, the, on my web. Look forward to hearing from you all. God bless. Today, we will be discussing Charlemagne the God's book, Shook One, Chapter Three, Black Annoyed. As promised, my special guests are back. Please welcome to the middle, Tashika Little and Fatima Farmer. Welcome, ladies. All right, ladies, let's get into it. We're going to continue discussing Charlemagne of God's book, Shook One. We're moving on to chapter three, which is Black Annoyed. And as promised, my special guests are back, Tashika Little and Fatima Farmer. Ladies, welcome to the middle. Alrighty, ladies. So today, we're going to be starting a new series on confidence. It's one of those things that women ask me about all the time. Um, and a lot of times, I really don't know how to answer it. So I'm going to do my best uh, over the next couple of weeks to try to describe it to you uh, the best way I know how. And hopefully, you all can get something from it. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. So if you're ready, let's get started. <laughs> All righty. So confidence. Um, you know how sometimes you see those women and they just have that thing. Like, for instance, my mom has that thing. Like, my mom is about 5'2". She got a little squeaky voice like, hi, how y'all doing? But let me tell y'all something. When this chick walks into a room, it's like people just stop and they listen to her and they, you know, they just, she has this thing. I mean, and I don't care where we are. I don't care if we're like in a grocery store. I don't care if we walk into, you know, I don't care where we are. I don't care if, if she knows people or not or, or if they know she's coming or not. She just has this thing. It's just this, just this utter place of peace in her life where she understands who she is and the space that she takes up on this planet is hers and she is confident in it. And so when I was a little girl, I used to always look at her and I used to just be amazed because one, she little, she little people. It ain't like she's taking up a lot of space. Um, <laughs> but I was always so amazed at how she would be able to come into a room and just command it. You know, and as I start to get older, I start to recognize that not where my mom had this confidence based in like in this place of, um, you know, she her confidence was very strong and very and very, you know, um, bold. 
But then I've also met other women who've had confidence and their confidence came in a different package, right? Uh, my mother-in-law, I also felt like she had this great confidence, but hers was a, a little bit more humbled, a little bit more meek. But even just like my mom, when she walked into a room, she commanded that room. You know what I'm saying? Like people would slow down to hear her and they would, they would, they would, they would give her pause and give her deference. Um, and it was just this confidence in knowing this place that she has, you know? So while a lot of people may see that in me, I don't necessarily see those traits in me <laughs> to, to that level, right? You know, because, and obviously it's true, right? Because we're all our hardest critics and we're always trying to, um, you know, be better. So I'm no different, right? But today, um, in this series, like I said, we're going to talk about confidence and we're going to talk about where, where I believe it starts. So... In both those examples I use with both my mother as well as with my mother-in-law, um, one of the things, and, and also with myself, I think where it starts is having this faith and this confidence in God, right? We have this, it's this confidence knowing that, you know, God is who he said he is and that he is going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. Right. And I think once you get there, you sort of understand that if God said he's going to do it for you, then it's going to be done for you. Right. And it doesn't really matter what anybody else out here thinks about that situation. Right. You don't have to look to the left or to the right of you. All you have to do is just stay focused on the person who gave you the promise, which is God. You keep your eyes there. And if you keep your eyes there, all that other stuff sort of, um, you know, sort of comes to you. Right. And that's where I think that swag come from. That's that thing that, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that everything is going to be OK. Right. And I think that to me, at least for me, I'm going to say specifically for me, since I don't have my mom or my mother-in-law here to, to, to tell their story. Um, that is for me what I believe is the source of my confidence. And it's honestly because of the fact that I have faith in God, knowing that. He's going to complete it in me and that the space that I'm sitting in and the place that I'm in is exactly where I'm supposed to be at this time. Right. And if it wasn't and, and you know, and even if it's not the right spot, it's OK. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm he's still molding and shaping me to help me get to where he wants me to be. Right. Um, and so that's why when I can go into a room, when I open my mouth, I expect for you to stop and listen. I expect for you to give me, you know, at least an ear. I expect that, right? Even when I'm wrong, even when I'm not quite, even even in, when I'm in, uncertain, I still expect to be heard, right? Because I also feel like, you know, I am a child of God. And because I am a child of God, my father is the most high. So why wouldn't you listen to me when I speak? I'm the daughter of a king. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why wouldn't you? You know, and that's literally in my mind. What I be thinking, you know, the majority of the time is that I have this right to be in this space, but it's primarily, like I said, because I have confidence, I have confidence in God, you know, um, you know, I think, so when I, when I think about that, I think about how Romans four verse 17 says, um, and, and again, Romans, this is the, this is written by Paul. Paul writes these um, letters to the Roman church. 
And in chapter four, verse 17, he says, that is what the scripture means when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations, him as being Abraham. This happened because Abraham believed in God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. So think about that, people. That is like just, you know, just because of the fact that Abraham believed in God, he believed that God had the power to bring dead things back to life and to create new things out of nothing. So if you got that kind of confidence in God and if you know that he's on your side and you know that he um, is looking out for you and he's giving you this promise, then at that point, when you when you walk into a room and when you walk into an area, you know, you walk with a different continence, right? You walk with your head held high. You walk with your shoulders back. You know, you you sit there and you and you command that space because you know who you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know who you know and you know what you know. And because of that, you feel this this different area in you. You know, you have this difference about you. But I think also with that, part of that confidence also talks about having a peace with God, right? Just being in peace with him, being in content, being in um complete, you know, oneness with him, you know, having a peace with God. Um, the Bible used that word and it calls it shalom. Oh, don't you just love that? Say it with me. It's shalom. S-H-A-L-O-M. Shalom is a Hebrew word for peace. It means it is peace. And, you know, other, other translations, this means lacking nothing. Um, and it's just like the complete reconciliation with God. And it's, a, and it's like it's multi dimensional right because it basically means that you're in complete well-being in your physical your mental your social and your spiritual relationships with God like everything is tuned with God and you're in complete peace you're lacking nothing wow so we're gonna sit here on that shalom word once again just just let that resonate in your spirit what that feels like to you to lack nothing to be in complete peace with God. And everything connected to you is at peace. When you walk into a room and it's chaotic, you can say out your mouth that I bond this, this, this confusion and I release shalom in this place. You know what I'm saying? And just that power, just understanding that you have confidence enough to know that you can do that because of the God that you serve. Right? Because of your faith in God. That's where that whole confidence thing comes in at, right? Because you think about it, most people who are really confident, who are, you know, you walk in this place of peace. But to really have that peace, it's not, this is not the kind of, and you know, and again, let me just preface this with saying this, that when I'm talking about confidence, I am not talking about the confidence that you put on when you have your mask on. That's not the confidence I'm talking about. I'm talking about the confidence that you know that you know that everything is going to be okay. No matter what's happening around you, you know that you know that everything is going to be okay. That means even when things don't look like they are right, and even though things look like they're a little crazy and things don't look like they're going to happen the way you thought it was supposed to happen, even in that area, even in the middle of the valley, you know that things are going to be okay. Because you have this confidence with God, and in that confidence with God, you have this peace. Right? Because, of course, in John, what is it? I think it's John 
14 and 27. Um, yes, that's what it is. John 14 and 27. Jesus says, peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. You know what I'm saying? So with that, you know, you, you, you think about that. And it's just that he's telling you right there that he leaves this with you. Like you have this. He's already left it here with you. You know what I'm saying? So because of that, you are, you know, this, all you have to do is tap into it. But you have to really believe that thing. You have to believe that, that he left it with you. And so as you walk out in your day, you should come from this place of shalom. You know, you should walk with the shoes of peace. You should constantly have it on you. You should constantly be, you know, in this place of no confusion, no stress, no, no unnecessary drama. You know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong, because, you know, this is a practice, right? Just like everything else in life, you know, you got to practice it. You got to keep, well, you know, you, it's easy to practice it when you're sitting home by yourself because there is no drama going on. But when you're, when you're in a situation when, you know, like say the kids just got home from school and it's just all craziness, they're running all through the house acting crazy and you feel your blood, your blood pressure starting to boil, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's when you got to come and you just got to say shalom. And you got to understand that peace right there. And you got you to gotta walk into that and you got to concentrate on that, you know, and, you know, or when you in your office and, you know, like I had a boss at one time where um, sometimes when she walked into the office, she just brought this chaotic spirit with her. She brought confusion with her. It was just, you know, and, and it wasn't necessarily something I thought that she did intentionally. Honestly, I just thought it was just her, her, um, you know, her presence, you know, some people just have a different, some people just, you know, have a different presence. Some people walk into a room and they, they automatically bring this common sensation. And some people don't, some people walk into a room and they turn it up, you know what I'm saying? As soon as they get in there, you know, because they're always moving and they're always so busy. Um, and so sometimes she would come into a room and I would literally feel my spirit react to that. Like I will feel myself you know, try to spin up to, to stay in her cadence. And then I would have to talk myself down and say, no, I'm not going to fall into that. You know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to have Shalom in this situation. I'm going to have peace in this situation. And I'm going to be confident enough to know that I'm going to stand right here in this place. And I'm going to be still, you know, I'm going to be still, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fall into the, into that chaotic place with any of the stuff that's going on around me. I'm going to set my feet firm in this spot and I'm going to hold my continence and I'm going to stand strong with my head up and my, and my shoulders back. And I'm going to know that I know that all is well right here. And that's where confidence comes from. That's that real confidence. That's that old grandmama confidence, right? When you look at her and, and all hell could be breaking loose. And for some reason, she's still walking around and like everything is going, she's still humming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's still, you know, she's still chilling. She ain't, you know, she's not stressed. And even if she is, we won't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the kind of confidence that I'm talking about right here. That's also the kind of peace that I'm talking about right here. So as we move throughout our day, I challenge each one of you to seek that, to really weigh into that. I want you to take time out and really, you know, study, study Romans four, and we'll talk about just being in, in a different place and understanding the faith of God and, and weighing into that faith, you know, and then obviously go back and study John chapter 14, where it talks about the peace of God, because it's just so, it's so important for you to understand those two, those two things things, those two frames of mind, those two states of being, right? By you doing that, that keeps you in this different place. And that's what, that right there is like the foundation 
of your confidence, right? That's where, that's where you get all the other, all that other stuff that we're going to talk about moving forward. That's where that comes from, though, right? It's understanding who you have faith in and understanding what God promises are to you and what he said to you. You know what I'm saying? And understand But, you know, the whole purpose with that, though, is not just under, you know, not just don't concentrate on the promise of what he said, but understanding the, the person who gave you that promise, which is God, because that's the trick. God is the key to all these things. Right. We get everything through our faith, through uh, by believing in God. That's how we get it. Right. That he that that's that's the that's the source. Like that's the power source, <laughs> you know, is that faith in God. The promises will come. Because once he promised it to you, he's not going to lie, so you're going to get it anyway. So you can go ahead and you can already walk with some kind of swag in, in, the, in the beginning because you know what's coming. Even though you don't see it and even though everybody around you is saying that ain't a thing, you know in your heart of hearts that it's a thing. Because God said it and you believe in God and you have peace in that situation because even though it looks like you're in the middle of a, a hurricane, you know that you are protected. You know that he has a shield around you, that he, you know, that he has a hedge around you. You know that. And even if he removes the hedge, you still have to know in your heart of hearts that he still got your back and he ain't going to drop you, right? That he got you. And that's all in that area of confidence and peace with him. So how do you get that peace? <laughs> so I, the best way I can describe getting it. Um, the best way I can describe getting it is you have to take time out and you have to spend time with God. You have to pray to him. You have to talk to him. You have to tell him all about your troubles. Remember that little song back in the day? You know, <laughs> tell him all about your troubles. Um, and you have to breathe. You have to take time out in your day. and You just need to sit still and you just need to be in a quiet space and you just have to breathe. Breathe in, hold it, and breathe out. And you just have to concentrate on your breathing and just center your life on God's grace and his mercy. And you just, in a, in a process, like for me, I would do that. And as I'm, as I'm breathing, I'm constantly just reviewing, thanking God for all my blessings. I'm thanking him for everything he's done for me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm sort of weighing all that up. I'm sort of, you know, just tallying it all that up. All the things that he's done that was great and wonderful for me. Because obviously that also helps me to, to, to build my confidence in him as well, right? Because I'm, I'm smart to understand that he's given me all these things and he's done all these things for me. And one, I didn't deserve it. So it wasn't by any of my works because <laughs> y'all know I'm shady at best. Um, so, you know, it wasn't even because of me. It was because of the fact of who I believed in and who I believe in. That's how I was able to get to where I am. And that's how I'm able to do all these things and so by me doing those things and just walking it out and taking time out to really rest in him that's where that peace comes from because remember God is a God of you know um you know he he is he, he's a job he's a God of love and peace and and you know and and that kind of thing right so it's not you know if you're in a place where it's chaotic and it's confusion that's not of God like that's not where God is and you think about it, if you're in that kind of environment all the time, you can't be confident in it. You just can't because you don't know. You're, you're so busy looking over your shoulder to the left and to the right. Right. You don't know. You can't even get comfortable. You can't. You can't. You can't relax. So, you know, find a spot, breathe it out, spend some time with God, talk to him, you know, talk to him, understand who he is. 
And I think in that process, as you start to as you start to build your faith with God and start to understanding um, his promises and understanding uh, what his, you know, you know, how he works and how he moves um, by default, your confidence will grow. And just like when it says, when I was talking about with Shalom, how I was saying, you, mo- you know, it's multidimensional. In that place, as your confidence grow and your peace with God, so you sort of settle in the peace of God, you know, you know, mentally you're stronger. Physically, you know, you start, you know, your, your brain, your, your brain, your, your body, your relationships, they all start to tune up differently, right? Because you're in this different place. You're just in this different place. So you walk different, you move different, you talk different. When you walk into a room, the atmosphere shifts, right? You become the thermostat, not the thermometer, right? And that's what that is. That's what true confidence is. It means that you are setting the tone. You are setting the temperature of the room. That's how it go. So ladies, I really hope that this was helpful for you. I hope that you take some time in your day to sort of spend some time with God. Start with, you know, five minutes in the morning and then five minutes at at night just to give him some time and sort of, you know, rest in his peace. Just rest right there. Um, And I think as you start to do that every day and start to get more comfortable with that, you know, eventually it will become a habit, (laughs) you know, and you will start to realize that he is so important to you. And as you start to rest, you know, rest in his word and understand who he is, you too will get confident. And you would become, you would get this swag about yourself. You know, it's just this different, it's this different feeling, you know, and it's, and it's genuine. It's a very genuine thing. So as I said, as I said this a while ago, I really hope this was helpful. Um, I would love to hear from you ladies. Please feel free to reach out to me on waterwalkers.net. Um, if you would like a consultation, if you like to sit there and talk about things different, talk about other things and sort of talk about things that are just pertinent to you and your situation, please feel free to contact me on waterwalkers.net. Um, you can either just hit me up there or you can call me um, there. My number is actually listed there. So feel free to reach out to me. If you're in the Maryland area um, around the week of March 23rd, um, I will actually be speaking at the City of Faith Church um, in Millersville, Maryland. So please come over there. And um, if you go to my webpage, the link is there on my webpage. Also, you can go there and register. But no matter what, you all will be hearing from me next week. Again, I love you all. Thank you so much for your time and your and, and your um, attention. I really do appreciate it. As always, I'm extremely, extremely, extremely humbled that you would spend any time with me. And I pray that everything I share with you today only gives God the glory and helps you to be a better person um, throughout the day. And that you, that your light shines and God can see that, you know, and people can see the God in you. All right, my sisters, y'all be blessed. Talk to you next time.